Hello, everybody, and thank you for rejoining us, seeing as we've been away for about, I think, about two months now. So um, I've been talking to a good friend of mine named Joe. He's with us today. Uh, he's going to be on the show giving his thoughts and <laughs> possibly criticisms uh, in regards to the UFO phenomena um, and all the, uh, all the nonsense that surrounds it. Um, we're going to try today to... Uh, maybe <clears throat> clear up a little bit of the misinformation that goes out there and uh, possibly even add some of our own. So, hello, Joe. G'day. How are we doing? Oh, we're doing pretty good. Uh, as you can probably tell by now, we're both Australian and um, that can be a good thing and a bad thing. But I'm about as bogan as they come. Yeah, yeah well, I think we're, we, but we both have a bit of bogan. But, uh, yeah... What we're going to talk about today is is, is UFOs. Um, Joe's probably one of the the few people that I know that know as much, if not more, about UFO and the and the phenomena that surrounds it than I do. Um, it's something that <clears throat> is very close to my heart. I've, I've always had a, an interest in it, and it's been a um, an ongoing concern for me to find out as much as I possibly can. Um, I, I'm guessing you're kind of the same way. A little bit, yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose everybody has some form of experience or a bit of information they stumbled across probably earlier on in their life that sort of leads them down the rabbit hole of, you know, mm -hmm. the, the UFO phenomena. Uh, what was yours? Like, what, what sort of struck you about the whole thing that, that got you interested in it? Um, <clears throat> probably when I was about, I was about 14 or 15, and I, I... Well, I, I, I'm thinking that I saw something that wasn't right in the sky. Right. And um, it was just a light, as in just like a small ball of light. Uh, it wasn't close. It was a long way away from what I could tell. Um, but it was moving erratically. So a long time ago, I got into, okay. um, you know, laying back and looking at the stars. And you see satellites and whatever else, and they, they travel in dead straight lines yep. they don't deviate off that path and this was moving around it wasn't moving around like an airplane it was making sudden sudden movements all over the place and um just it just wasn't acting like anything that i'd ever seen before and and at that age i really didn't you know didn't pay it a lot of attention but it was it wasn't until later on that i thought about it and thought no nah, shit that's there's, there's something there there's something in that i don't know what it is but and then ever yep, since so then, curiosity was piqued. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and then ever since then, I've I've kind of I've been looking up all the time whenever I get the chance. Um, Any time we've got a clear night here, and luckily we we do have a lot of them. Um, you know, I'll, I'll take the dogs outside to to do their thing of a night time and and end up realise that I've you know I've been standing there for fifteen minutes looking at the sky because my neck's sore. So um, <laughs> yeah, you haven't lost any blocks of time, though, have you? And not that woken I, up with not, your pants down. No, <laughs> no, <not laughs> no, no abduction not, story. No, not that, not that I know of. If it's happened, I don't know that it's happened. So, <laughs> but yeah, there's a there's there's definitely that interest there. <laughs> it's um, it's, uh, it's something that's. Um, uh, it, I think it's become a, a huge sort of question for people now because um, there's so many people out there that have had some sort of. Right, yeah. encounter or sighting or, or, or they at least know someone I mean it's become that thing now where 
even if you haven't had it yourself, you definitely know somebody that has or they, you know. And, and Correct. I, I think probably, you know, 20, 30 years ago, people thought, hey, they're nutters, you know, there's something mm. wrong with them. But now it's become so sort of well, blase. With the, um, with the age of technology where it's sort of gone the last, as you say, 20, 30 years, I mean, there, a lot of people would, it was word of mouth and reading books and, you know, Reader's Digest type things. But now with the internet and YouTube podcasts, whatnot, you know, a lot of people sort of making careers on on the subject. I think it, it gets a lot more people comfortably fascinated with it rather than trying to just look at it and ponder in silence. Yeah. You know, ridicule from exactly. their parents or, you know, their, their peers. Yep, spot on. So, like, um, my, my sort of experience, I guess, uh, was I, I had a couple. Uh, one was when I was really young, like maybe five or six, something like that. I don't remember the exact details of it, but it was nighttime. My older sisters come home, they were down at the, at the beach, yep. and they were com- they, they were going, they were making some fuss about some light that followed them, like this, this orb or, or something that followed them in the car home. Mm-hmm. And of course, everyone went outside for a bit of a look. And like I said, I, I didn't really know what was going on, but there was a strange light as you said, sort of acting erratically in the sky. I don't know if it was a chopper searchlight or what it was at that point, but um, years later, I've, I've done a few years in foster care and uh, my foster mother's stepmother, if you will, yep. she had this old book and it was to do with UFOs and she was right into that sort of stuff and she sort of got me onto the whole, are they aliens, if you will, or are they government, you know, built things yeah. like, you know, secret projects. And I remember reading that book and it was really fascinating. Um, and that sort of piqued my interest a little bit. Yeah, right. um, when I was 15, 14, 15, I had a, had a mate of mine staying here and we were out the front, you know, having a couple of beers illegally, obviously, as you do. <laughs> and um, Ado actually pointed out this light in the sky just sort of a, a fair distance away. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, does that look like it's getting bigger to you, man? And I looked up at where he was sort of indicating and sure enough, that this light seemed to start getting bigger, almost like an aeroplane when they turned towards you. Um, And as it got bigger, as we were saying that, it started to get smaller. And for like the next, oh, I reckon two minutes, I reckon we watched it, it would have been a good two minutes. It just kept getting bigger and smaller. And it was really strange. And we started to, you know, freak out a little bit, like, holy shit, what's going on here? So I came inside here to where my, I was at my mother's house. Um, I come inside here to where my mother and stepfather were and, it's like, come, come look at this, check this out. You know, there's this weird light out in the sky. And by the time they come out, like Ado stayed out there and he's like, it's gone. He goes, it just got smaller and smaller and smaller and then just disappeared. Yeah. Um, and we talked about that for, for nights on end. Like my parents never actually got to see it, but Ado and I did. They thought, well, you know, on drugs or something. <laughs> but you know what <laughs> they say, like, we know what we saw. We just don't know what it was that we saw. Yeah. Um, and from then on, you know, I just do research through YouTube and, yeah. you know, whatnot. And, just some of the stories that correlate with things that I've sort of experienced just, yeah, really piqued my interest. Yeah. I found, um, I mean, obviously in the YouTube age, if, you know, for want of a better term, mm. there's more and more things being, or uh, encounters that are now becoming available to a, a much larger audience. So, I, and I think, I, I don't actually like think that's done it. UFO. Yeah, I don't think it's done it any good though. I don't think it's done the, the, the UFO movement much good because it, what it's allowed people to do is is put more and more bullshit up for Correct. people to see. So there's a couple of... Um, uh, we, you and I were talking about this the other day. There's a, there's a couple of uh, specific YouTube channels which have... Um, they've had... <coughs> Questionable. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, the, the content is not necessarily good content um, for for people who have have, have followed the the subject for a long time. 
you do get to know what to expect from a video that right ha- has I mean, we're, some we're, sort of substance and, and others that are just rubbish so exactly i mean we're not looking to be um to be shocked and awed by the things we we essentially are searching for an answer exactly, for a yeah, truth. exactly. and when it's all you know there, there's, there's bells and whistles and streamers all around the video so to speak i mean yeah. it, it just sort of stands out as a, an attention-seeking video let's get views and hits and exactly popular. yeah yeah so i mean that you know we, we we're talking about the um the secure team um Mm-hmm. channel which had this sort of this meteoric, meteoric rise he went from the guy Tyler went from a, a very small channel to over a million subscribers in, a, in quite a short I think it was less than a year Correct. So, you know, that, I was one of his subscribers when he was still less than 200,000 yeah yeah and I mean he he really did put out some good content. I, I'll give him that. There was a there was a lot of content that was. Um, I think he left out a lot of the, the the nonsense. So he, from what I can tell, he was absolutely flooded with with people sending him videos and whatnot. I'd agree with that. From what I saw, some of his early day stuff was was not terrible, um, no. and some of the stuff that he would get, um, he would essentially try and disprove it or mm. you know he would point out look this, this one got sent to me um I, I don't believe it's a real thing you know this is why and he'd sort of point out a few things that, yeah. that, that gave him a little bit of um a little bit of credit in my mind but yeah yeah he got to over that two mil subscriber a lot of weird things started going on in his life and yeah. he, he he changed um i mean there's a lot of conspiracies uh revolving around him and exactly. whether it's really him or whether it was all an act and yeah but I, mean, I, I think the thing for me is that, he, and you just you just touched on it a second ago, is that he changed. He, he went from being somebody who put out one or two videos a week with really good content to becoming extremely paranoid um, to the point where he was videoing cars across the road from him that were parked there for you know, eight or nine hours at a time. Talk about the SUV incident. Yeah, being being chased on his motorbike, and then of course he had the motorbike accident, and he was he was uh, he was MIA for a little while. But you know, yeah, which is what led a lot of people to the speculation he may have got hooked on uh, on pain pills and that because yeah, yeah. one of his big um, erratic changes was sort of after he come back out of hospital with his with his busted leg and all the rest of it, yeah, and. I've known quite a few people that have been, you know, hooked on illicit drugs and, and pain pills alike. And he sort of did show a lot of similar um, mental symptoms as people that, you know, uh, have those sorts of issues. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, in the world that he was, um, the world that he was in, he almost had every right to be paranoid at the same time. Oh, I mean, absolutely. if he was touching on something big, yeah. is it possible that that SUV is owned by, by the government or the mm. MIB or, you know, whatever? Yeah, whoever. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of his fans, his hardcore fans, used to try and pull him back on on some of his paranoia. And yeah. I, I believe I remember hearing a couple of statements that he made to his fans. You know, thanks for, for you know pointing out the fact that I went a bit over the top there. You know, you, you keep me in line; it's good. Um, and then he just sort of there was almost a war waged um, between his fans on whether Tyler's the god of UFOs or whether he's just a crook. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the ultimate downfall to his channel. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all speculation, I think. I don't think any of us really know what went on apart from Tyler himself and those that are personally involved with him. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, he's, he's really sort of fallen off the radar. I mean, I, I, I 
there's a couple of people that have put out videos about you know basically what happened to Tyler and at some stage he was apparently raided by the FBI he was you know some other stuff was going on in his life that obviously he's not going to advertise on his channel but there were videos that that led up to all that happening where he was correct as I said he was you could tell in his voice he was paranoid like he 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 believed people were were, um, following him following his family Um, he wasn't able to to live his life normally and I think that's just part and parcel with what happens when you when you push a subject as much as he did um, it's it's going to attract attention eventually and especially if you start talking about things that are considered to be uh, for want of a better word you know national security issues it's yeah. not, I don't know whether that is a real thing but it, it's definitely a um Definitely, well, a, a def- a definitely come under that same umbrella. Yeah. I mean, if that type of stuff is quite real, and a lot of it is being kept from the general public, you know, for our protection, if you will, you yeah. know, that that comes under the national security clause. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think that I think that gets used a little bit too uh, too That's liberally. A bit loosely, yeah, <laughs> it's. Oh, that, I agree. It gets thrown but, uh, around, and, and and everything becomes a national security issue when they want to shut somebody down because you know they. There's a lot of laws that surround that in America where they they can use that that terminology to um, you know to hold people indefinitely without charge. So I think yeah, it's it's definitely a um, a, a created uh, tool for for those agencies to use. But so getting back to to not so much with with uh, with that YouTube channel, but just YouTube channels in in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a couple out there which. Um, there's one that I started watching a little while back. Uh, it's called Maybe something or other, M-A-V-I. And I found with that channel, it's it's the polar opposite of Secure Team. So 90% of what's on there is just complete rubbish. Right. And that that kind of pisses me off because... Yeah. There's um, a couple that are out there that I've, I've seen and yeah. I, I just sort of shake my head. I can't even get through a video. No. You know, I mean, just... It, it, it touts itself as a uh, as a UFO channel, but what it is, is is basically just a conspiracy about everything channel. So they there was a video that they put up just recently about um, there was a guy that had videoed the sun through what looks like fog or or low cloud or something, and and what it has effectively done is taken all the glare and left you with just the disc of the sun that you can see so it's just like looking through the sun looking at the sun through a solar filter and that's exactly what you see you just see the sun and it it takes away the corona and all the glare yep that's all it was and And what were they putting that out as I I actually haven't seen this channel yeah I mean they're they're fucking carrying on that it's a um, I can't even remember what they said that something like it was it was some sort of um Second coming of Christ or something. I mean, they made it all religious, basically. So that uh, it okay. was, yep. um, and I, you know, I, I, I put a couple of comments from my YouTube channel and, and basically just said, "Yeah, come on, guys. It's it's quite clear what this is. There's no let's not make it something that it's not." Because, and I got jumped on like instantly by about twenty different people saying, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about." I said, "Well, I do know what I'm talking about because." 
in my other life, I'm a photographer and I've taken thousands of photos of the moon, of the sun, of whatever else through filters which do exactly what this is doing. So I do know yep. what it is and I, I know what it isn't. And it unfortunately, isn't... for those that don't actually really know and they just really want to believe, at yeah. the end of the day, you're just another random name on YouTube that's yeah, claiming exactly. to know what you're on about. Yeah. I mean, how much validity can you put behind that? Yeah, that's right. Uh, so... But true, true to your word, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, it's like, uh, oh, what's that other one? The the phase of the moon, oh, the, the, the phase of the moon. Of the moon they, yeah. <laughs> like, they've had a lot of really intelligent people on there that have yeah. basically told them, look, what you're talking about is highly inaccurate um and like in their comment section i mean and and like you said you know they get attacked and flamed like you know they've, they've just declared you know world war three yeah 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 I, I think with those uh you know third phase of moon is a, is a perfect example of what we're talking about where um unfortunately at the end of the day there is more misinformation going out through channels like that than there is information mm -hmm. so when you and start then we can, you sorry can, when when you start pushing um, videos that when when they're uploading, they know that they're not the real deal, but they put them up anyway. Oh, sure. it's, that, then you, at the end of the day, you're just doing it for nothing but money, and it's just a, it's just a business, and you don't really care what content goes up on your on your Correct. your channel. So then that leads us down the avenue of asking the question: Is that deliberate misinformation paid from the men, if you will, or are these just honest to god crackpots that are just trying to make a business like there, yeah. there's a lot of curveballs being thrown about that at the moment like with the with the misinformation at the moment or disinformation whichever way you want to put it yeah. you know how much trashy things can we put out that seem plausible to those that aren't going to look it up mm -hmm. and then for those that do look it up can disprove it and then anything else just gets put underneath that level well if that's trash this here's trash as well so yeah. just don't believe it. yeah and that, and that just and, and that creates that it that, does that image and you know that it's something that can be put out there and, and a lot of people are going to be mesmerized by it and at the end of the day like as we were saying before it it lessens the 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 validity of the of the movement about you know ufos and, and ufology and whatever else it, correct it, 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 there are some incidences which are, are still to this day as far as i know as far as what they're willing willing to share publicly yeah. that are still considered um uh what's the word for it like neither proven nor denied sort yeah, of thing exactly, like um yeah. like like the whole tic tac ufo thing like that yeah. dude that come out the um the air force pilot that come out David as Fred. i said to you the other day correct i feel like he was sort of given a bit of a green light to go ahead and actually talk a little bit about it mm -hmm. uh, because, like, even after 15 years, you're still bound by silence. Yeah. Um, and I was reading up on one of the interview things that he'd done, and he was saying that he was given the phone to somebody not long after he landed, and he was told, look, answer these questions, you know, and he didn't know the rank of the people he was talking to. He yeah. suspected somebody from, like, NORAD or something. Yeah. Um, and after that, he just sort of went quiet for 15 years for, you know, I guess fear of being tied up with the with the green crazy believers, I think it was yeah. put. Yeah. Um, but now, all of a sudden, that the... The footage has come out. I'm sure it wasn't leaked. I'm sure it was put out on purpose. Yeah. Um, and then he comes out and starts giving his honest, um, his honest opinions on it. Like he wasn't speculating. Yeah. He does say that he's not a big believer in the whole alien UFO conspiracy thing, yeah. but he does know what he saw that night. Yeah, and, and that's sort of what he yeah. correct. And I mean, there's lots of little ones that are like that that don't even have nearly as much um, story or proof behind it that yeah. that seem to really stick out in my mind. 
Um, and a lot of those, unfortunately, are now just sort of being swept under the rug of, like, you know, the, the bigger channels. And Yeah. Right. Funny you should say that because that all ties in to something. Um, I was watching last night um, an interview. Actually, it might have been this morning. I can't even remember. Um, there was an interview for the second time around now with uh, Elon Musk on Joe Rogan's podcast. Right. And... Joe Rogan was, was asking him about, you know, how long is it going to take them to colonise Mars and blah, blah, blah. So they're, they're, they're talking about that. And um, as much as I like and respect Elon Musk, he's, he's a terrible person to interview because he just can't put a sentence together. I don't know why. He just can't. Um, and he takes a long time to, to sort of articulate what he wants to say. So there's these big, long gaps where he just doesn't speak. And then, like, Joe's sort of sitting there going, fuck, am I supposed to say something now or do I just let him yep. go? Or, But anyway, he was asked a question about, you know, how, how, what do you think about the, the whole are there aliens, aren't there aliens, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't a... It wasn't a... Um, the, the conversation was, do you believe that they exist and he said well I want to but there is no evidence to support it and he said well what about the the Tic Tac UFO um, incident and he, like, he's just got this blank look on his face mm-hmm. and Joe said what you don't know about it and he said no I, I don't know about it and he said, oh, okay, well, David Fravor, this uh, United States Navy pilot, came across this um, tic-tac-shaped UFO and he said, they're flying in a couple of F-18s and they see this thing flying at 60,000 feet and it goes down to basically one foot off the water in less than a second. And, Correct, yes. And he's just sitting there with a stunned look on his face as if to say, what the fuck are you talking about? And he said, this this happened. There's, and he said, oh, and is there video of this? And he went, yeah, there is. They, they videoed this thing for quite some time. Only part of the video has ever been released. And I think you'll find that the, the bit where it dips down from 60,000 feet to a foot off the top of the water is not being shown. And I, I think mm. there's a pretty good reason why it's not being shown because... <laughs> The, the big problem with releasing anything about UFOs is you have to take into account the religious as- aspect. So if you've got, say, I don't know what the, what the, the, the fraction is now, but whatever the, the, the amount of people in the world that believe in God or a God or some God or another God, mm-hmm. if you tell those people that aliens exist and that they're on this planet in their own vehicles doing things that we can't do, you're going to have a mass panic. That's that's an unfortunate truth, and I think that's why a lot of things don't get released to the... To the and these little tidbits are being released here and there to soften the blow that, yeah, they are here, they've been here for a long fucking time, we've been... I don't know whether we've been interacting with them or not. I, I My personal belief is that we have... Um, 
I'd agree with that. And I think the reason for that is, and I, and I think the reason for, for, for Elon Musk's reaction to that is, is because if you think about it, it puts everything that he's doing in the bin. Right. So if you've got if you've got a vehicle if you've got a vehicle that can come from another planet or another star system or another galaxy or God knows where they've come from, but if they can do that, it makes these little Falcon Nine rockets look pretty shit out, doesn't it? Like they they they're, well, he's they're already, obsolete. He's already made NASA's rockets look like shit out. Well, that, that's exactly that's right. So, so what, his what, his technology is instantly. Um, redundant. It's it's useless because if you have an anti gravity vehicle that can do what what David Fravers said it did, then anything that we have on this planet right now is redundant. Well, redundant to them, if you want to put it that way, but yeah, not yeah, redundant to us. That uh, correct. But, the, I mean, but we're not. We're we're talking about getting like you know Joe's talking to him about going to Mars and colonizing Mars and, and doing whatever. And talking about months of travel to get there, and they're talking about being able to do it basically the snap of your fingers. So, hmm. well, I mean, there's theories out there that have sort of um, portrayed that we may have originally come from Mars or yeah, somewhere yeah, up. Yeah, so so yeah. we're not actually going there to visit. We're more sort of going, going back. And trying. Yeah, that's, but, a, um, that's a good point. In terms too. of like, uh, like what you're saying about you know wherever the you know, wherever the hell they come from, you know, whatever star system or galaxy or whatever. Um, I sort of tend to lean more towards the theories put out about sort of interdimensional travel, if you will. Yeah. Like, um, uh, a lot of dimensions sort of lay it on top of one another. Yeah. Um, they may not be actual craft. I mean, they, they may even be some form of biological entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's another thing that we, we just don't know. Um, I don't know if the big wigs know this or not. Maybe they do. Um, but I think, what was that bloke's name? Chad Underwood, was it, that filmed the... Um, the Tic Tac UFO um, like he when he went out he said something along the lines of um, they, they were going out to find something but he didn't know what it was but they just had to go and film it for you know intelligence analysis later on yep. um, and it was when it done its 50,000 foot to 100 foot dive in, in seconds that's yeah, sort yeah. of what really piqued his interest in it um, I mean if if there's something out there with technology so far beyond what we can currently use I, I don't know I, I feel it's quite possible um, I mean look at where we went from say the 1800s to the to the 1950s you know like a refrigerator was a big boom in technology but like you look at where we've come just in the last 10 years alone in technology I mean where are we going to be in the next 10 years after that uh, it seems that the the growth of what we can do is is ramping up at a, at a rapid rate yeah. Is it not possible that another entity that's been around for a lot longer than, than us Earthlings yeah. um, has, has sort of already peaked at that? So let me ask you this. Hmm. How many of, in your in your uh, estimation, how many UFO videos, and we're not talking about people seeing satellites or whatever else at the night time. Yeah. How many video or how many uh, sightings do you think and not actually them, it's us. So it's, it's our technology, it's just okay. secret technology. Um, I believe quite a lot of them, are, if you will, and I believe a, a large number of those sightings and or recordings, despite how bad some of them are, quite possibly are the same craft or yeah. 
uh, or, or different versions of the same craft. And of course, I'm talking about like the what is it, the TR3B, yeah, uh, and whatnot. Um, I do believe there's been legitimate claims of something out, else out there. Um, maybe that's where we've gotten our ideas from. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 we have science fiction movies back in the day that would talk about strange things. I mean, like um, iPhones, for example, they, they've been theorised since, you know, Star since the, the 30s and the 40s yeah. on paper. And it's sort of only now we're able to catch up with it. Mm. I mean, so... What was that? Um, was it Majestic Twelve? Yep. Uh, like Project Blue Book and that. Yep. I mean, th- those guys have got a lot of finances behind them, and and the sort of research that I'm sure they had at their fingertips is far beyond anything that even we get now. Yeah, I mean, sure. who's not to say that that hasn't given them some sort of insights? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's a hard question because I'd like to think that a lot of them are aliens, if you will. Um, I, I don't know if that's the correct term anymore, really, but. Um, I think it's it's more of a wanting to believe that than an actual believing it, yeah. if you know what I mean. Um, my gut tells me that our technology that we have today, that we're allowed to play with, the toys that the government gives us, is 20 years behind what they're tinkering with, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, that, that makes me shrug and think, you know, what, what else have they got? Hmm. Well, I mean, if you, if you think back to... Um... Not all of the audience will remember this, but back in the in the very early '80s, talking about say when um, the first Iraq War, play, you know, times like that, and you had these very interesting planes flying around that nobody had ever seen, um, called an F one seventeen Stealth, mm-hmm. and you know this, this was in the '80s. That that aeroplane had been in not production, but in in pre-production for 15 years. Correct. So you're talking about 1965, that plane was being developed as far back as that. Where did that technology come from? Because, and and this, alluding back to what you were saying before about where where 20, 20 years, or maybe even more. Probably more. Behind... In knowing what is actually out there, so the TR-3B, the, the the black triangle aircraft, which has been seen everywhere, you know, I think it's been seen seen on just about every continent. Um, is that the next um, F-117? Is that what we're? Yeah, we, well, I think so. Will, will that become common commonplace in five years' time? Well, I think it's sort of already starting to become commonplace. Now, I don't know if what I've read is uh, people's just really well-written speculation or if it's um, deliberate, quiet leaks from, from yeah. the people up top. But I remember reading something a little while ago about um, it was developed in a, a, an Aurora program, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, and they... Oh, I can't remember the dates. I think it was like 92 or 94 or something. Apparently, it was sort of running its, its test flights... Um, or speculated it was running its test flights as early as 92 and 94. Yep. Um, and then, like you said, you know, we, we were using technology back in the mid-80s that was unseen to a lot of parts of the world. Yep. Um, I mean, UFO itself is, as we all know, it's an unidentified flying object. I mean, if you don't know what it is and it's flying, it's an object, it's, it's a UFO. Um, but I think it's become commonplace now to 
labeled UFO with the green alien out of, you yeah. know, Paul, for example. Yeah, sure. Uh, and I think that's just a culture push, like a, a is that the word? Co- like a cultural um, slap. Like everybody has seen it, it's in their mind, they've got their mind made up on what it is now because they've been told this is what it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I don't know, maybe that's done under national security to try and keep, you know, the, the, the Chinese or the Russians at bay from what the Americans are using in their technology or, you know, I, I don't know, a lot of it's a lot of it's all just still speculation and, and we all like to to think we know what we're talking about but at the yeah. end of the day we all we've got what's been dribbled out mm. so moving on let's uh, what i'd like to do i'd like to hear your thoughts on just some of the we, we've we've covered a sort of a, i suppose a couple of the big names in in um in youtube but let's go back say before youtube was around to people like Bob Lazar. So obviously he's been made famous again. Um, You know, his his original fame or or his infamous... Yeah, it came came from from the first time around when he exposed Area 51 and S4. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I guess he was probably seen as a bit of a crackpot back then. But um, when George Knapp brought him to um, to infamy basically um, you know they, the first the first interview they had his face um, you know disguised with with light and, and you couldn't or shadow I should say you couldn't really see his face um, yeah it was given a deliberate air of secretive yeah exactly um, and that that was all theater in my opinion yeah for, well, I mean five minutes later he's out showing his face and going on shows and whatever else and, and, and speaking about it. Now, there, there, there is a lot of... Um, there's, a, there's a lot of conjecture about whether or not he's telling the truth. I don't and think... Rightly for, so. Yeah. I, I, I don't think for one second that he's lying. And, and the reason why I don't think that he's lying is is not only has he passed three polygraphs... Um, He's also never ever changed his story, and that's that is not indicative of somebody that is lying. Generally, when no, you're, but it's you also it can also be indicative of somebody that's lying very well under script and under un, under character, if you will. Yeah. Um, but he's, ne- he's never really been caught out though. Like he, you know, people have never sort of said, "Oh, but back here you said this, now you're saying this." Correct. I mean, he, he's okay. been so my, my thoughts on him, honestly, um, and and. and this is actually something I've gotten into a slight argument with and a few of my mates that talk about this sort of stuff. Um, and I say arguments, I, you know, it's probably more debates, if you will. Yeah, sure. But I honestly believe he was handpicked and he was put out to do exactly what he's done over the years. Right. I believe this is all, I wouldn't say a big master plan. I, I think a lot of it's done by the seat of their pants, depending yeah. on how the public are reacting at the time. Um, but I honestly believe that... What he says is true to a degree, but mm-hmm. I believe a lot of it has been given to him in a in a script, if you will. I don't mean like a written rehearsal that he's got to memorise, but there there's points that he talks on and there's points that he stays away from. And he's done it for so long now, um, like a pathological liar, if you will. Not that I'm calling him one. Um, but once they've got the story ingrained in their head, they won't deviate and they will tell the same story over and over. Somebody that's telling the truth over a long period of time like that will normally get details a little fuzzy and will make muck-ups, whereas he almost never does, as you said. And that, that sort of makes me a little suspicious. Um, 
I think the whole Area 51 thing's a sham. Like the whole, it's misdirection. Look over here while we do something over there. Oh, for sure. And yeah. I think that that was one of their trump cards that they played. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think there's definitely a... Um, I think definitely back in the day, Area 51 was exactly what people thought it was. It was a secret base where they... I mean, it, it, there's no... There's no well, argument yeah. about the fact that, that that's where they tested the stealth the stealth fighter. That's where it came from, yeah, the stealth right. bomber as well. But the whole alien part, I think, just got tacked onto it because of its location and because of the fact that you can't drive out there, you can't see it, you can't fly over it, you can't do any of that stuff. So as the story goes, if you're going back to, say, back to Roswell, Right, 1947. Hmm. the The original story was is that if there was a crashed aircraft or a crashed spacecraft, it was taken to Wright Patterson Air Force Base. Correct. The home of Hangar 18, not Area 51, because Area well, 51, 51 wasn't even a long way away from it. Yeah, exactly, and it wasn't even known about back then. It wasn't common knowledge that Area 51 even existed. So, and it was more of a um, from what from what we know now. I'm only going on you know internet knowledge, which is not always mm. accurate. But yeah, Area 51 was was more of a uh, a nuclear testing site than it was anything else. Yes, they had. I mean, they had the SR 71 there and the the A12 project and whatever else. All those things were being tested there, but we're not talking about aliens here. We're talking about manned aircraft it wasn't a um you know they, they weren't doing things like that that people believe that they're doing there now and i think they would be crazy to do those things there now because of the the um the spotlight on them. yeah i mean everybody's everybody's looking at that one place saying oh area 51 it's where they've got the aliens i don't think that's a thing at all i think there's there's plenty of other places uh, just, I, I agree. Just, if something like that's going on, they've, they've got better spots to hide. Absolutely. It, and yeah. We would have no idea where that is. Yeah. I mean, th there is speculation about where those things are. There's, there's bases in Utah that they believe that are, that are, that are the new Area 51, where they're doing all Correct. the testing of their new aircraft, where, yeah. they, where they tested the F-22 and, and various other you know aircraft. Mm -hmm. There's the underground stuff at the Denver airport. And there's... Well, that, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other can of worms, but... I, you know, I think there's a um, there's a definite um, there's a definite misinformation program that is that is being um, that is being spread by especially by the internet and, and, and YouTube and whatnot now, where people are still pointing the finger at Area 51, and I just don't think that the the things that people think are going on are actually going on, and one of the reasons why I don't think that is. For anybody that's ever watched any of the videos about people who travel to Area 51 and, yeah. and, and front up to the front gate or the back gate or whatever else. Until and they're, they're met, ushered Yeah, they're, they're, they're met immediately by the, the camo guys yeah. um, in their, you know, used to be Ford Broncos, but it's now... I think they're Ford Raptors or something. Something like that, yeah. So, one I mean, of those cigar trucks. Yeah, they come up in these, in these vehicles, they stop them, people have been... Um, you probably saw that that video of the two guys on the on the motorbikes who went, mm -hmm. were heading towards the back, or they were actually standing at the at the line 
the uh, the invisible line in the dirt that you're not allowed to not allowed to cross. And these two guys have turned up behind them, weapons drawn, threatening to shoot them. I mean, these guys are security guards. They're not military. They're, they're, Correct. They're, they're, they're whack, private. Wackenhut security. So yeah. um, I actually used to work for Wackenhut security in Australia many years ago. Not that that had anything to do with that, but that company is they're, they're just subcontracting to the government. So right. these guys have got no more right to shoot anybody than you or I, you know, and the fact that they're pulling guns on people for, I mean, really for fucking no reason at all. They, they had no reason to draw guns on those guys. Well, I, I don't really, I don't know a whole lot about about law in general, I suppose, but I don't know a lot about like American law, but I would assume that on the Air Force Base, even though they are just essentially hired whacker, whacker guards, yeah. um, I, I'm sure it's somehow written into their clause that they actually do have the right that on that ground, if if threatened, if, you know, a mm. certain person is crossing, because they, they've got the signs up, you know, we've seen them on the videos, you know, sure. halt there or you're going to be shot sort of thing, yeah. you know. Um, so may, maybe they do have some form of authority there. Um, who knows? Maybe all those guns are actually empty or they're firing blanks, mm. uh, and it's just a threat thing. Um, well, the, the problem with that is, is that they weren't on government land; they were on private. They were on um, public land, so they they hadn't actually crossed. Okay. They were on the they were on the right side of it, not the wrong side of it. So, and oh, that right. was okay. you know that was and the, the funny part was is these guys had uh, had mics in their helmets, so they could talk to each other while they were riding. And they also had, they, they both had cameras on their helmets. And they had told the guy that the camera was off, which of course it wasn't. Um, so after that video was released, they put it on YouTube. And I, I believe you can still, it's still up on YouTube. But those guys basically just disappeared. And, and I don't mean disappeared as in they're dead or anything else. They just stopped posting anything on, on, uh, on YouTube. And there was a couple but, of other... Give a heavy word to cease and desist, maybe. I'd, I'd say that's probably exactly what happened. Um, I mean, when, when you've got two security guards that are on the right side of a line but are treating the, the two guys as if they're on the other side of the line, on the wrong side of it, and they're pulling guns and they're threatening and blah, 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 they've got no right to do that. They have no right whatsoever. They, they, were, they were all standing on the same side of the line. So... I don't think that looks very good for the powers that be that, that people are being threatened for not doing anything wrong. So whether or not they got a yeah a little smack on the wrist and said, D- don't post any more anything like that ever again, otherwise you know, bad things will happen. Maybe this, getting back to what we were saying about Tyler and Secure Team, maybe he got that call or he got that visit where someone turned up and said, you need to settle down you need to you need to dial this back a little bit because you're touching on subjects that we don't want you to touch on anymore um Mm -hmm. you know and then yeah you go ahead and make your videos and talk about these things but when it comes to this you won't we're gonna yeah yeah yeah. and i and i think there's it's uh, definitely a possibility yeah i i think they've gone from um to flat out threatening to kill people I i don't think that's what happened i think what happened is what exa- exactly what happened, where it was basically character assassination. So, well, that's a lot more powerful than death, isn't it? Ab- I mean, abs- you, you yeah. shoot somebody, you, you confirm the truth, you turn them into a martyr. I mean, we've, yeah. we've, we've all watched enough of our Hollywood movies of CIA doing people in, everybody's yeah. sort of expecting that. 
yeah, so I, I think that's probably more more what happened. But um, and I getting back to the to the um, the Bob Lazar thing, you know, a lot of people over the years have 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 tried to assassinate his character on many many occasions, and he's had, um, you know. He was basically bankrupted at, at one stage because his business of uh, his, his sort of nuclear science business that he had, they stopped him being able to buy the things that he needed for that business, which which require a, a, a certain level of authority to be able to buy because they, you know, obviously mm-hmm. they can be considered things yeah. that could be make bombs or whatever else. Um, and that was just basically taken away from him. So all of a sudden he's not able to get essential things for his business so he could be quite easily shut down um to you know to and, and hurt his business financially like that which which of course hurts him financially so just recently if if people haven't seen it there was a movie that came out um which was done by jeremy corbell and george knapp so george knapp's back in the back in the mix again and it was a return to basically just revisiting um, uh, revisiting uh, not, not so much the whole story but part of the story but sort of giving a little bit of a recap and then saying okay so this is Bob now what's changed in between and you and I did have a discussion about this just recently, and I and I said to you that I, I'm not a fan of Jeremy Corbell. Um, he makes a very very good movie. Don't get me wrong. Um, a, as a filmmaker, he's a very good filmmaker. My issue with Jeremy Corbell is is that he spends half the movie telling you about himself. Correct. And he, and he is a show pony. Yeah, and there's just all this video of him. You know, sitting on his phone and reading messages, fuck, I don't care. You know, like, oh, I want to, if I'm watching a video about Bob Lazar, I want to know about Bob Lazar. I don't care about how many movies you've made or what camera you use or whatever else. I don't care. I want to stick to the subject matter. So I think that, that that video, because of who made it, detracted from the story and made the story a li- not so much... It didn't kill it, but it just it, it, it took a little a, a little of its validity away from it. That's how I felt anyway. Like it was just it was a little bit too Hollywood for my liking. No, I agree. I, I felt like he used Bob Lazar as a as a marketing tool rather than uh, yeah. an information source. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it was just a marketing tool for getting himself out. I'd be interested to see. Um, where where he's going now and what else he's making, whether he's using that as like a like a stepping stone into something else or well, or he has done. A, he, uh, he, he's worked again with George Knapp. They did the um, uh, Skinwalker Ranch one as well. Oh, that's uh, yeah. hunt, hunt for the Skinwalker. Yeah, and that was unfortunately that it was basically the same the same thing. I mean, the video half the video was about him. And then at the end of it, you didn't really learn anything new that you didn't already know before because the, 
that ranch has, has changed hands numerous times and the people that now own it want nothing to do with anybody coming in there and seeing what they're doing or, or what they're experiencing or anything else. They've got the place barricaded like a bloody a fort. So how much how much damage did the, the video that they do they did about it has that damaged the whole thing even even further than it was before? I don't know. But I just but think didn't it go on sale. Uh, like that property was on sale, sort of up and coming to that movie. It was almost like that movie built um, boosted the the prop. It was a promotion um, for it. Yeah. Exactly. It I, I can't too. remember what it was I was watching, but um, they were talking to a to a bloke, and I believe he was like the owner or, or co-owner of of, um, of that ranch, and they were looking at selling it, and it was right around that same time as the Skinwalker Ranch yep. thing was getting about. Um, I can't even remember really what it was about. Now, I think, I think from my memory is I was watched a bit of it and I thought, oh, this is all just fucking shit. Like yeah. it's, it's all just fucking made up theatre type fucking, I don't know. And I'll probably turn it off. That might be why I don't yeah. remember much. But I've just got that inkling of a memory of of it was going on sale at around the same time. Yeah. I thought, well, yeah. that, that, that's definitely boosted the the price of the property now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, yeah, he's with the Bob Lazar movie. It, it, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of emphasis put on how much Bob's life had been affected by the fact that he came out and, and, and spoke spoke about what he did back whenever it was the in the eighties. Yeah, and that was a um, that seemed to be the emphasis of of the movie, like how hard done by Bob Lazar has been as a result of him speaking, which I suppose in a way is good to hear because you know. It lets people know that you, you're more or less you're going to get visited or you're going to get spoken to or whatever else. When you start accusing the government of doing things that are maybe not quite above board, someone's eventually going to talk to you and say, how about you don't do that anymore? And, and I, Bob Lazar's spoken about being shot at, being chased, being followed, being spied upon, whatever else. And I, look, I... I don't know whether those things happened or not. And, you know, going back to what you said before about is mm-hmm. Bob Lazar just a disinformation agent? I, I don't know if it's a disinformation agent that I was getting out of such. It's more of a, a a split in the hair between the truths, if you know yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. we're, we're not going to completely tell you crap. We're going to give you a little bit, but also send you on a bit of a um, bit of a wild goose wild chase. Goose chase yeah. time. Um, and that's and, effectively what's or, happened. Like, well, I think so. Um, I mean, I, you know, obviously I could be completely wrong. It's just one of them feelings I've got. I've got no real evidence as such to back it up. Just little bits that I've read here and there and, and whatnot. But, I mean, everything that's happened to him publicly, the sort of public knowledge that's been talked about, um, if all of that is real um, to, to an extent, that gives a lot of credence to what he's talking about. Sure. Um, and the whole bankrupting, uh, almost bankrupting his business and, you know, the character assassination. Yeah. If if indeed he is put out there like that, on the black books, if you will, he's he's well looked after and he's not in any financial or character danger at all. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all a sham. That 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 could be highly inaccurate. I mean, he may really have been doing it tough because of it. But well, it's I don't know if I could just never shake that feeling that there's, there's something more to the story yeah. uh, than, than what he's ever actually told. Yeah, I mean, he has this aura of mystery around him where... He's, he's, I wouldn't go as far as to say he's become a meme, but the, 
the the aura, yeah, the aura around him has. So he, he's he's actually become more mysterious than the than the the, the subject matter that he brought up. If you know Correct. What I mean? Like the if you it look, almost blankets what he was originally trying to get out. Exactly. So I mean, if you look at the story of Bob Lazar, so what what he says is that he went he he worked at Los Alamos Labs. And then he worked, obviously, as for in Area Fifty One. But that he that he worked as a physicist at Los Alamos Labs. Now, George Knapp went spoke to the people there, and they go, "Knapp never heard of him." And then George Knapp said, "Well, hang on a second, but his name appears in your phone book around that time, so he was obviously here." Knapp, don't know who you're talking about. Don't know, doesn't exist. So and that's a standard response for somebody that doesn't have the authority to either exactly. confirm or deny. Exactly. So, so if I, I don't believe that his name would have been put into that phone book to create a problem twenty years later. Do you know what I mean? I think he did oh, work there. I, agree, I think yeah. he, he absolutely worked there. So, oh yeah. sure, I, I have no doubt that he worked there. Yeah. So, the, but the other part of it is, is that he claims that his um, his physics degrees that he has have been made invalid because he can't back up where he went to school. So if that was the actual case, if that's what was being done, why was that done? So if, 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 the, if the, the colleges or whatever he went to to, to acquire those um, degrees, if they're turning around and saying, no, he never attended... What possible purposes is that for? I don't understand. I mean, if 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 we go back to what you said before, is that he say he's been put in a in a in a mild information role where he's releasing little bits, but at the same time he is having his character assassinated in the media. To to have part of his history erased so that. Um, it all sort of fits in with the story that 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 aura of mystery around him. Then that that, that is actually damaging his reputation. It's damaging his ability to work as a physicist if you take away the man's degrees that he's that he's got at college or whatever school that he went to. Yep. So it it just in my mind that just creates even more um, weirdness around the the whole Bob Lazar story as to whether or not has he been telling the truth from the start was it all just a manufactured story like you said that he's been given a script he's learnt the script and he does not deviate from that script I don't know it's it's hard to it's hard to explain and and yeah, and I'll, I've got a lot of mixed feelings on it as well I mean I, I 100% agree with where you're getting at there um, a lot of it doesn't make sense in in some aspects but um like with with the whole, you know, here, here's your character script type thing. I, I feel like there was a lot of truths put in it, um, yeah. but as to why they would almost try and destroy those truths later on um, through correct information or disinformation, it really doesn't make sense. Um, I suppose that's where you start getting into the really weird, crazy stuff about you know where they would put out propaganda and then they would put out the same. They would put out the anti-propaganda, and yeah. I mean. At the end of the day, is that a divide and conquer tactic? You know, keep hmm. keep people guessing, keep people on both sides of the fence. Um, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Okay, but, so uh, where do you stand? Like, 
the, the question <laughs> that I've been thinking about asking you for about the last, nearly the last hour is, okay, do you believe um, that there are things flying around that are not ours, or do you believe that they are ours, but we just don't know about them? I, I'm trying to think of the best way to answer it. Like, I want to say, yes, I believe that there are things out there that are not ours. Yep. Um, but at the same time, I honestly believe a lot of what we see is probably ours. Yeah, okay. um, and and, and I, I don't like to admit that as such because I am a big believer in that, that there definitely is something else out there, like a long, long way out there possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I, I sort of come back to the whole dimensional thing i I feel our universe is a lot smaller than what we think like our our minds are built to think of things in size of everything that's relative to us like things that we've experienced it's like somebody says imagine the size of jupiter you can't Mm -hmm. because you know it's mathematics that explains that and i think our universe comes under a similar thing like we we assume the universe so large that it's almost incomprehensible but in the grand scheme of um of dimensional um a dimensional universe maybe you could call it yeah. i think we're quite small yeah. uh, i think a lot of the things visitors if you will that we've had here over the years um and i mean like you, you go through some of the old texts you know like bibles and uh, through different religions and that and i think a lot of it is metaphors and um unintelligent trying to understand something that they just don't comprehend so yeah, they, sure. they paint pictures of, of angels demons and things and you know who's not to say that we weren't created by some sort of god what we now got tricked into thinking as a god but may have just been some other type of being or creature yeah um okay so so to to segue from that dr stephen green oh god yeah so the the reason why i've gone to that is uh, referring back to his latest movie which Look, unfortunately, I think this has just become a business for him. I think he probably started oh, out with the best of intentions, but it, it is I don't just... I think his first movie was much shot, to be honest. I, I, neither did I. Un- unacknowledged didn't do much for me at all because I don't think it revealed anything. No, he just asked questions that we've all been asking. Exactly, and all he did was was create more questions. Mm. So he, 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 he said that there was anti-gravity aircraft in our position we were using on a regular basis, blah, blah, blah. Wasn't he also the one that said that anti-gravity is an incorrect term? Like that it's not actually an anti-gravity aircraft? I yet, think so, yeah. only promotes that they're anti-gravity craft. Yeah, yeah I, think, I believe Very so. contradictory in terms of, but of himself. I think it has just become a business for him. Now, the reason why I bring him up is because in the last movie he's just, he's just brought out, he... The, the whole thing about that movie is about that the, the aliens don't come here they don't they don't cover these vast distances across space to get here they do it via thought so okay. so he's talking astro traveling then basically yeah so in, okay. instead of actually just saying because because what what his group says is that they, they can summon for want of a better word they can summon alien craft just through meditation so they can basically think it and they appear and they claim to have thousands of videos of that exact thing happening so they're all sitting there and they're doing their little meditation and then two minutes later one appears 
does it appear to them only or does it actually physically manifest to everyone else they've got I it mean, on so they've, they've got it on video apparently so something okay. has to be there for it to appear on video theoretically right. i mean yeah, of course it just could be doctored later but mm. you're talking about a lot of videos according to them they showed i don't know the, the, the movie they showed probably i don't know maybe 20 or 30 videos where all you're seeing basically is just a light in the sky there's no you're not you're not seeing something doing erratic maneuvers or you know what you would classically think something that we don't have here on earth that 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 a, that a more um, intelligent race has made and it can perform anti-gravity maneuvers yeah, get, like beyond get, what our physics laws say yeah like getting back to the the tic tac ufo that that mm-hmm. sort of stuff where it, it's it's covering huge distances in a very short amount of time which is just something that we do well to our knowledge we do not have access to at the moment so what they're saying is is that they these beings whatever they are they can travel across the universe from one end to the other via thought so they just think and they're there that's it so see that that sounds to me a lot like what people talk about with um with like out-of-body experiences, yeah, astral traveling, uh, lucid dreaming, things yep. like that. Um, I, 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 I'm not sure of the videos you're talk, talking about as such, but um, that it sounds to me like they've read, I don't know, maybe a few bookstore Wiccan um, books, you know, and, yep. and some stuff on, on near-death experiences, and it seems like they're almost um, using that and their story, just sort of amalgamating them both and, and creating sure. something new. Yeah, sure. Uh, that that's just my opinion on what you're saying so far. Like, I, I, as I said, I haven't seen these videos or anything. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's a, it's a it's a big leap from the the classic UFO um, story narrative, whatever you want to call it. It's a big leap from that to go to okay, these beings can can you know traverse these huge distances in an instant just by thinking about it. But I. I I, what I took away from that video is that they're just talking about a universal a universal consciousness so that we're all interrelated somehow via this one consciousness which I, I don't disbelieve I think there's there's probably yeah, a, I'll, there's I'll, a good chance that is it. That. I yeah. I personally believe it's 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 up there with possible yeah. um highly unlikely but possible yeah. um but I mean you know as they say, it wasn't that long ago we thought the Earth was flat, and yeah. suddenly now it's round. And then you got people that want to think that it's flat again. So yeah. I mean, perception change. We won't get into that, but no. uh, <laughs> later, I, I later maybe, but not now. <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, there, there's definitely stuff out there that we do not understand and we do not comprehend yeah. as yet. Um, just like there's things that we get now, like with um, I'll, I'll make myself sound even stupider here, but things like uh, like string theory and whatnot, like. Uh, uh, it was only just recently come out how accurate some of their work work is. Whereas you know, years prior, it was all just um, what do they call it? Like um, like fake science, if you will. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. Maybe it's possible. Um, but that sort of almost leans back to what I was saying about um, the interdimensional travel. Like, if they are traveling interdimensionally. Is it a machine or, or some sort of, you know, I don't know, fusion that they've created that allows them to do that, if indeed they're doing that? Or is it or is it um, based on a thought, like a, a spiritual or a cosmetic power that they seem to have unlocked? Mm. 
Um, that's yeah, that's that's, that's it, what I was definitely interesting. Is is it you know are, are they actually touching on the truth without even sort of knowing it? It's uh, it, it's I think it's definitely a a possibility. Um, but you know, in saying that, everything is a possibility. You know, the the the, the sun might shrink to half its size tomorrow. It could happen. Probably, it could. probably won't, but it could happen. There, there are a few few uh, theories out there going around at the moment. One of my old bosses, he was right into um, some of the more out there crazy stuff. Um, even some of the stuff he he come out with, I sort of rolled my eyes at. Um, but one of the things was to do with the sun um, exploding or doing something in the near future. I think I think he was predicting. I think it was twenty twenty four or or twenty twenty eight or something yeah. like that. He he was looking to build himself this giant house in the mountains or, or something it was a lot of talk um but what the, the things that he brought up though like they, they sounded very intelligent and they seemed to have some sort of credence behind them but at, at the same time it's, it's one of them things like it could blow up and in fact well it will blow up eventually, eventually but whether or not yeah. we see it you know in in our species lifetime or not's another story no, i highly doubt it when you're talking you're talking billions of years but i, I the, the problem with that theory is is that generally when a when a something the size of the sun explodes before it explodes it expands and that, well that's right it, it implodes not explodes yeah and that that expansion will actually engulf the earth so we won't be here to see it happen and <laughs> the, the, the earth will be no more so so, uh, so you don't think his house in the mountains is going to save him i don't think so no <laughs> no not not I, no. I think there's probably a good chance it'll get instantly vaporized but yeah, that, that's sort of where I, I stopped trying to argue the point with him. Yeah. But anyway, look, I, I think if um, the, the best thing for, for anyone listening to this podcast is obviously you always do your own do your own research. And, and when I when I say research, <laughs> um, that's... Do, do the best you can at reading as much possible information exactly, as possible. Exactly, because it's, you know, watching a, watching a YouTube video or listening to two dickheads on a podcast is not not exactly uh it's not research it's just listening to somebody else that said they've done research but mm, i correct. can absolutely absolutely assure you that both of us have done a lot of research on this have read i don't know how i don't i wouldn't even want to think about how much i've read on the on the process before we even got to the video the video part of it but you know there there is something out there where there, I, I, there's a lot of people that don't believe that there is apparently elon musk is one of them that um you know you, everyone would have heard the the, the sort of paradoxes that there can't possibly be nothing out there well there could possibly be nothing out there we could be the only intelligent life in the universe just we could highly be, unlikely you know I, I don't believe that with <laughs> going back to elon musk quickly um with what he said um i actually have to wonder if he's holding his cards close to his chest there. He, he definitely has some beliefs on the matter. Or everybody has beliefs on the matter, even if they don't mm. want to publicly talk about it. A lot of it, I think, is um, unorganised thoughts in your head, and it's hard to put it into a sentence, so to speak, yeah, or to create an argument. But when you're such a, a known person like he is, and in the you know the Twitface world and Instagram and all yeah. that sort of stuff, I mean, any comment he makes is going to anger a big portion of someone. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I, I think he... system. Uh, oh, not systematically. Um, I, I think he tactically withheld his own thoughts yep. um, on, on that. Yeah, I mean, it, it would not do him any good to be um, entering into conspiracy theories as much as Joe Rogan tried to get him to do it. 
of he, course, but that's, he, that's Joe Rogan's business, isn't it? That's what he does. Exactly. He's trying to get he's trying to get a, a controversial response out of somebody to you know to up his ratings. Not that he needs to do that with his hundred million dollar Spotify contract, but um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like he, he he's there to elicit a response from people. So if if, right. if he's not getting the response that he wants, he's he's going to say something to um, to sort of jog it along. But um, yeah, I think. You know, to, to to think that we the o- are the only the only thing in the, the universe is a, is a little bit sort of naive but um, my 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 question is more just what is here and and how much how much um, how much do we interact with whatever that yeah that entity how, is how much knowledge do the powers that be have about it yeah. um is their knowledge like yeah. there's obviously talk about you know how the the president gets given a little notebook you know when he gets yeah. bloody put into, into office and you yeah, know look here's, here's the state secrets and like i don't know i feel the president's mostly just a puppet and yeah. i think some of the more deep intelligence never even goes to a president's yeah. knowledge they, they um, never get it it's called plausible uh, deniability correct but you don't know I, about Obama, it you can't lie about it touched on it on an interview in one of them late night talk show things and yeah. you know he, he said something along the lines of like if there was aliens i couldn't tell you anyway and he was he was yeah. cleverly um avoidant of it that yeah. gave the conspiracy nuts the true conspiracy seekers and, and and the deniers alike all the reason to sort of grab their pitchforks yeah um exactly. i'm not a fan of obama but what he did there was was tactically brilliant mm. <laughs> And I sort of reading between the lines or hearing between the lines, what I heard was if there is, they wouldn't trust me or any other president with it anyway. Exactly. But if they did, we, we, we're not going to tell you. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> have clearance for that information. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter I'm, if I'm the leader of the free world, I don't have the clearance. There's many, <laughs> many, many levels of clearance above me. So, yes. Yeah. Anyway, hey, we I'm, might wrap it up there. We're getting, uh, we've gone, gone past the hour long, so... Um, okay. Just one, one question for you, though, Brett. Sure. Uh, have you seen... I was going back to YouTube videos again. Have yeah. you seen the UFO channel Real UFO? I haven't. No? I highly suggest checking it out. And any of you viewers that, or listeners that um, haven't heard of it yet, I'm sure a few of you have, go check it out and, you know, come go, go leave a few comments there. Some of it's uh, very questionable, but he seems to get a lot of strange footage on there as well. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, real UFOs. It's definitely worth a, a look. Bit of chewing gum to the mind, if nothing else. Lovely. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, and I hope uh, in the very near future you'll join us again. Yeah, no worries. Thanks really for having good. me on. It's uh, it's really good to have somebody to, to bounce ideas off and uh, and have a little bit of um, back and forth about certain things. We don't we don't agree on everything. Um, oh, but that's, of course. That'd that's, be silly if we did. That's very healthy to 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 not have to agree on everything. So. Yeah, if, uh, if you're keen to do it again, I'm definitely keen to do it again. And I hope everybody enjoyed the show today. Yeah, thanks for uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It was good fun. Yeah. Always happy to come back. No worries. All right, we'll uh, talk to you soon. All right. Have a good day, everyone. Have a good day, Brett. See you later. Catch up.